set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level on SB Nation Radio and on sbnationradio.com, where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's your host, Aton Shander. All right, well, we're going to start with a couple of questions. I guess it's a couple of would-you-rathers, but sports-related. I'm not just going to pull cards out of the deck and force Ron Culver to answer those questions over the next two hours. You can follow along. Even if we did, you could still follow along. Twitch.tv slash Shander Show, at Shander Show. Ron, of course, on Twitter, at Ron2EndsCulver. The first scenario, and it's really one or the other, it looks like at this point, and let's credit Keith Smith, Yahoo Sports, for inventing, not reporting, not breaking. This isn't sources told me. This is this man created, maybe out of thin air, I don't know, but he's the one who did it, the idea that the NBA could use Disney World to resume play. And then we get a dark horse. A 50-to-1 long shot that nobody saw coming. It wasn't on the global market. Nobody had it as the odds on anything to finish as far as remotely close for an NBA plan to reboot the season, just start up with the playoffs. And that is now New Zealand. Home, of course, to many other things outside of people's Lord of the Rings quips. Trust me, we can do without every single one of these being, well, would you rather go ahead with Mickey Mouse or Mordor? I, I hope that's the right reference for the movie. But the point of it being, you now have a complete, and this is not Dana White Fight Island. This is not something that has zero leg to it or any legs to it for that matter. Now, the other one is a little lighter, of course, but still, I just don't know how people look at how much money they have and think that this would be worth $800,000. And you're going to see this across the board for how much would you spend to do the same thing somebody spent eight hundred k with Tom Brady. We'll get to this in a sec. Would you do with your favorite celebrity? Would you spend $800,000 to have dinner with Oprah? Would you spend $800,000 to have dinner with Michael Jordan? Two extremes, but, you know, let's cast a wide net. Tom Brady, 800000 dinner or a workout? Who's choosing the workout? Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Do you think Andy Dalton would pay to have dinner with Belichick? Like, do you think that's at the point? Right now he would. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> Absolutely right now. The guy's a free agent. And here's the thing. I know that we all work in sports and we're supposed to be ahead of the curve. And I'll stop using the pronoun we and now use I. I actually thought that he was already released. And I mean, this was not news to me. It was like, really? I thought that they released the guy two weeks ago. But I wonder if the same person. Now, think about this. You can pay $800,000. 
it's more than just dinner or a workout. But this will lead into, of course, the Patriots, which seem to be the only people talking right now or being talked about having Andy Dalton as their quarterback for everybody out there thinking that it's just a foregone conclusion. So the bid is $800,000, and it's going to everything here, going to a good cause, the All-In Challenge. And we talked about a lot of these earlier on, but I don't remember having this part about it. Did we mention the dinner and the workout when we first laid out all the different names and all the different videos and things that people put up? Because this also benefits a, a ton of other as well. So you can do, as we mentioned, from Peyton Manning to tons of different names. I just physically don't remember it getting down to, I remember the game, you add a Buccaneer jersey, cleats, everything there. And you can also have the choice of dinner or a workout after the game. And I'm just thinking, you know, whatever the case would be that you would want to work out with Tom Brady. And I don't think that it would be necessarily a terrible thing. But I just found it odd where if you had the choice of the two, wouldn't you just, well, first, I mean, just write the check, right? And then if you had the choice of the two, you're getting somebody in a much more relaxed environment just by nature as opposed, like Brady has to show up and focus on what he's doing when he's working out. You can't just sit there. Is the guy going to sit there on the phone the whole time? Maybe you get Giselle. I'll tell you this. You ain't getting Giselle to work out. So there's a higher chance that you're going to get Giselle at dinner than you will at the workout. And that alone might be worth it for some people. Now, as far as Andy Dalton, it seems as if the departure of Tom Brady taking over Tampa Bay, the dinner or workout, would you rather, that is now taken over the whole dress color that we had a year or two ago, this thing now is, seems to be at least an inevitable conclusion that Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are going to have Andy Dalton as their next quarterback. The thing about it is when you see the reports there of where he may go and belief about what he could do, a lot of this is just the closure, the ending of the Andy Dalton era, which to me is as forgettable as any era that you could point to for a quarterback not named maybe even Carson Palmer there. So I, I'm I'm out on reflecting on the memories of Andy Dalton. I do wonder, though, what happens with the New England Patriots and why they would choose a guy like Andy Dalton versus another option or two that they may have. And it doesn't mean that Cam Newton is a better quarterback right now than Andy Dalton, but I just don't know why there is this rush for Andy where there wouldn't be a, a similar rush for Cam Newton. I, I don't know if I could say a similar rush for Joe Flacco with a straight face, but would it shock you if the Patriots signed Joe Flacco, had Stidham, and kind of ran around and, and said, all right, let's just see who stands out as the better quarterback. The thing about the Bengals asking a ton in trades – thought that everybody would bite at least and give them something. Maybe there was one team out there they could corner and use that, begin to use that as leverage. It didn't happen because nobody in their right mind would trade for a guy in Andy Dalton's skill set that you know is going to be inevitably released at some point to the tune in which a lot of people thought, and I know I'm not alone, that the guy was already released. 
So being out there in this pool of free agency, we just saw Jameis Winston sign that backup deal in New Orleans yesterday. Right now, the real question mark with the rest of the quarterbacks that are there, including, of course, Cam Newton, is how healthy is Cam first, and then what do we do? I think the virus and not being able to truly vet somebody's health is probably holding Cam Newton back more so than anything else. I don't think that there's a bigger variable right now than Cam Newton's health, and that would be the first domino. It doesn't mean, of course, that the Patriots are going to be linked to the best, or they could see it as a different quarterback. doesn't mean that if Cam Newton is 100% healthy, that's an automatic lock for him signing with the Patriots, but it is kind of difficult for me to think that if Cam had a full 100% full bill of health where there was no question whatsoever about how healthy he is coming into it, the injury, the impact of it lingering, then I think he would have already been signed. Again, it doesn't mean that he would have already been signed to the Patriots. What happens with Andy Dalton? Hey, a lot of money on that deal. Non-guaranteed, of course. uh, Patriots. The Bengals move on. Bengals have already moved on. This is baggage. This is last-minute stuff. This is six months later. You get a text or tweet or DM from your ex. Is there any way you can mail me back that can opener? I mean, that's what releasing Andy Dalton is in a relationship. This is nothing here that's heartfelt. This is no back and forth, nothing along those lines. That money is akin to just asking for something you left at an ex's house that you might actually need. That's all. The team takes it back. (laughs) Might seem petty for you and yours at the time, but in this case, when you're talking about nearly $18 million, not so much. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. I am willing to admit this because I actually have a local media member here in Philadelphia who jumped on board with me as well. But it's, it's problematic right now. For me, the quarantine plus not, not being able to go out, and they're going to open up the golf courses over the weekend here in PA, so I'm not going to rub it in in areas where you can't, but Jersey is opening up golf courses, and they're dealing with half the state was a hot spot. So I can't imagine that there are many places right now where you can't physically go out and golf across the country. But without being able to just do that, because I'm still quarantined for the most part, you know, nothing's open here in PA or Philadelphia counties yet. But with that said... There's really nothing but, as you can imagine, sitting down, watching TV, sitting down, working here, you know, work. I'm sitting. I can't do this really in motion. That's going to be difficult if I hopped on the Peloton bike and tried to do this radio show. I'd be out in about that three-minute segment that we open up the hour with. I'd be cooked. Ron would be taking over 12 minutes after the hour. So it's become painfully obvious, and, and I don't know what to do because I feel like I could outwork out this or maybe just drink water while I'm pounding these but there's no hope for me unless I stop buying dark chocolate covered almonds it's I I can't tell you watching show after show started up a couple of shows not even going to get into detail about it Brad Blank's actually going to join us tomorrow and one of those shows I'm watching I'm going to save it for Brad but here I am And I think normally when you're out and about, your metabolism is high, you're eating on the run, things are happening. It's a lot easier to just sit down and not necessarily eat. Even when you're bored, I think it's easier to just fend it off. But in the quarantine, my goodness, I can't help myself. And it's gotten so bad. It's it's got so bad for me. 
that anything that is like remotely close to the family of dark chocolate almonds, I've now just tried to sweep out with this long, all-encompassing arm to bring in, like the dark chocolate-dusted almonds, which are meant to be like the healthier version. Or there are these like skinny almonds, if you've seen these, where the dark chocolate shell is not like the normal ones you get in the gas station, which is basically like all chocolate, and then there's like this small, small half, if you will, almond that's in there so they could say dark chocolate almonds but it's it's ridiculous because anything i'm watching in sports or sports related content for it it's just up go grab and i wonder if it's happening and put a tweet out and, and i got a lot of different responses pat gallon is the local media member at pat gallon cbs3 here in philadelphia and chocolate covered almonds it's a sickness and i responded i'm addicted and, and i know that there are people out there going through it as well. Popcorn was a big response at Billy Atkinson combos, pizza or cheddar. We had Teddy Grahams in the house. This is how crazy it's. Now we're just looking for food that you used to eat as a kid, just to stack on, just just to branch out. At this point, I don't even care anymore. You know, I'll put the quarantine 15, 20, whatever. It's going to happen. Bike or golf aside, all this is going to happen just because of the food. But at the Painted Man, Jalen Charles Harlan, bologna, which I hadn't had in years. It's just really cheap. So he's pounding bologna while he's binge-watching shows during the quarantine. And that's where I think I'm at. I bring this up because normally dark chocolate almonds isn't something that I'm just sitting there grabbing by the handful by the handful. But I feel like I've tried to bring back a bunch of the snacks And one of them happened to be dark chocolate almonds, and now it's just over because that leads the way. So trying to wane myself off them, I've moved to the Teddy Grahams. And the go-to Teddy Grahams have to be either chocolate chip or honey. Andy Dalton on the move. It looks as if everybody has him painted as a New England Patriot. And I wonder, first off, why there is the foregone conclusion that Dalton immediately makes the Patriots better when we really have seen constant and consistent struggles from him, Cincinnati aside, to step in and automatically in an offseason be able to forget picking up or work with new teammates, just step in in a new environment, and then, oh, by the way, is the most high-pressured environment in the NFL. This is not stepping into a rotating door of head coaches in Cleveland or whatever was enabled in Cincinnati for over a decade with Marvin Lewis. This is way more about how does, and I don't see it, and this is me asking, not anything rhetorical, how does Andy Dalton step in and make that team any bit, even a stopgap for preventing anything as far as a step back from last year? Because I don't see it. Maybe if you want to tell me that he's a better quarterback than Jared Stidham and he's a better option there, marginally based on what he's done in Cincinnati, but still, I don't trust him handling the pressure. Maybe that's the biggest thing. You could see people ripping him. You could see people pointing the finger at him and talking about how he is a bust and how he'll never amount to a top 10 quarterback and always sliding him as like a back end third tier quarterback. That all that stuff on social media will always exist. And on talk shows and experts will always have something to say about it. But that's really because of the money. 
that was associated with him. He got ripped because he couldn't live up to the money. Now he's going to go to New England? Forget the money. He's not going to be able to live up to the hype. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. It's the second level. You're listening to The Second Level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. Matt Merchel is going to join us from the Orlando Sentinel in 12 minutes. We'll talk about the NCAA's decision to allow college athletes, student athletes, college football players, football players who go to college or football players who happen to be at a university, whatever term you want to use to describe these young men and women, now being able to, at the very least, make a little money. I don't know how much. We'll see. There's always a restriction or 10 when it comes to the NCAA. Also, Disney versus New Zealand. That's really what it's come down to, I think, for the NBA. Vegas, I would imagine, would be an option, but I don't know. Maybe they were listening. Maybe Adam Silver got word of that mayor's press conference and thought to himself, you know, this whole Vegas thing, uh, maybe we should rethink that. You know, we love Matt Peralta. We love the strip. We love it all. But uh, that mayor, uh, he's scratching the back of his head. I don't really know about that one. So maybe now it's just down to the Keith Smith, and we should label it this way, the Keith Smith Disney World idea versus New Zealand, where that's a very strong possibility, of course, because New Zealand has done a fantastic job handling, mitigating, and pretty much destroying the virus, according to local reports there, right down to them trying to reopen rather fast, mind you, tourism. So it's one thing to reopen your economy. It's another thing to say, everybody around the world, come on, we're good, which opens up a completely different conversation. But the NBA at least might take them up on that before a ton of other people do and start infiltrating New Zealand. With that said, those two, and then, of course, I I just don't know why anybody would choose working out with Tom Brady over eating dinner. And, And I... Don't know if it's a matter of just being in impeccable shape. No, I think. Uh, I, what I am think I, I missing? Because you you know what the dinner would be. Him sitting in his phone texting. No, 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 no. You know he would give you his undivided attention, but I'm not so sure you want to eat the food. Wait a second. I think, Wait I think a second. He's gonna Are you st- telling he's, me he's that I have go, to go to his house and eat the TB12 powder that turns to, into a go chicken? Full TB12, or he's going to take you to one of those restaurants that. Serves food to his liking, I guess, because he, you know he'll want to eat after the game. He's not. I don't think he's okay. going to take you to a steakhouse or something like that. If that's the case, and if I know that ahead of time, then I'm getting. And assuming I have the expendable income for this, of course, or maybe I'm just going to reach out. Maybe I could get somebody to sponsor it, you know, and, and wear something to it. But here's what I do: I would, knowing that, knowing that I couldn't go to Ruth's Chris or fill in the blank steakhouse right wherever with him and that i'd be forced subjected to and then forced to eat tb12 sludge Ugh, the guard the sludge that's tb12 right what i would do then is i would put the eight hundred thousand down and i would choose the workout 
but I would show up in a hoodie and sweatpants with a bag of Oreos, just sit down while he works out, nah, eat these Oreos. You don't even need to do that because he's putting you in his suite during the game. Okay, so he's – no, but this is all after. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. During the game, you chow. I don't think you're paying for that food if you're in his suite. No, I'm saying that I think the workout – the workout isn't right after the game, right? Well, no, it's going to be some time after the game, and that gives you enough time to digest that food, but you won't be hungry because you've gorged yourself on chicken fingers, burgers, hot dogs, whatever you want. Oh, so you're saying take the dinner and just not eat. No, I'm saying – you're going because you're going to the game to watch his game play. Right, I, watch I'm, him play his game. I'm confused so, here. So How you're, are you? you're in one of his suites. They always serve food in the suites. Absolutely, you'll get so free you, food, wings, whatever. You chow down as much as possible, and then you do the meet and greet after the game. You choose to work out because you probably will need to run some calories off from chowing down. You know, 500 wings that you ate during the game because he couldn't see what you were eating. That way, you save face. Why, wait a second. Why would I? Oh, hold on, hold on. There why you are you? Why are you trying Boom. to get me to work out? I'm not trying to get you to work out. You don't have to go Tom Brady style. You yeah, can but just that's... pick up some tips and go. Yeah, I can do that. I'm gonna dumb it down a little bit instead don't of doing you think a full that... burpee. Yes, but hold burp. on a second. What is he gonna be doing? Exactly. I'll be doing that. I'll be burping Oreos up. Yeah. As, as a pu- hey, I just want to sit. Maybe, up. maybe you're doing the workout and you're like, where can we go, Tom? self-quarantine we have to go back to your place and then what? you get to go to Shea Jeter no way there's no way he's gonna let anybody in his place you're probably this... right he'll just find a random house to walk into exactly they already have a neighbor's spot ready to go they've cased it out they know when the neighbor leaves to go grocery shopping once every 10 days and as soon as that happens it's like breaking bad when they case the neighbors they just bust in they'll set it all up they'll be good to go there we go yeah. I don't know, $800,000 if I, – I feel like you have to get a good work – but that's the thing. I don't want to work out, and I feel like a lot of people don't want to work out. So I, why would you choose to – let's just look at this, though. Logically speaking, why would you choose to work out outside of you ate a ton? And you don't need to give anything speaking, back. Okay, we can throw that out the window. Logically speaking, why would you spend $800,000 to meet Tom Brady? Well, I think the dinner is something that's because people would spend Patriot that – fan. Yeah, but people would spend that for Jay-Z, for mm-hmm. Oprah, for, I'm sure, big... Trump to Obama to anybody else who's in politics. Maybe it's a big Buccaneers fan who just didn't get tickets to the first game. And this is his way to get tickets to the first game in a suite. Who do you think would get more money for a dinner, AOC or Cruz? Should we poll that? Who? <laughs> I'm just saying, like politicians. Neither they would one. be that's what I'm, I'm telling people, you. No, people would be giving you money to not go. No, there is always going to be some somebody in the small wealthy minority who's crazy enough with expendable income, die hard for one of these small fringe celebrities or popular people is probably a better term for it. To say, oh, I would spend eight hundred thousand dollars to have dinner with John McCain's, uh, you know, third kid or something like that. Not. McCain himself when he was on the planet, but you know what I mean? Like something along those lines. Like it wouldn't even be the actual celebrity. It would be Michael Jordan, you know, somebody related to him, his son or something like that. People would pay probably a quarter of a million to half a million dollars for that. 
that's what I'm saying. Like, there's always some rich fanatic who's going to spend all that money. You don't think that there's some... And here's another thing, too. That stuff isn't going to charity. This is going to charity. So it's almost like you're writing an $800,000 check to charity, and in re- return, you're getting all of the buck stuff. I just don't know why you would choose. Like, would you want to outdo Brady in a workout? Of course, right? Don't you? I can't. I know. I'm not saying it, I'm, I'm, it but if you could, you'd want to outdo him in a workout. You want to show that you're in better shape and, you know, you're better physique than a quarterback, NFL quarterback? <laughs> what would you be doing? Out benching him? <laughs> this is bizarre to me. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. So big news coming down yesterday regarding the NCAA and allowing, we are led to believe... Money to be made off of your name, your likeness, something that has been a hot topic of conversation for decades in sports and beyond. Matt Michelle, of course, covers all things college football for the Orlando Sentinel and Tribune. You can follow Matt on Twitter at OS Matt Michelle. Aton Shander, second level. Matt, as always, it's a pleasure to chat. First, hope all is well with you and yours. Yes, very much so. Thank, I hope same thing for you as well that you're. You're staying safe during this time and uh, uh, keeping keeping yourself busy. Well, it's a lot easier to stay inside up in the Northeast than it is, I'm sure, when the climate is warm and you're hitting summer down in Florida. But thank you, sir. I, I appreciate that. Let's, let's start with the origins of this because I think some people saw this yesterday and thought it was an immediate reaction to college basketball losing their top prospect to the G League. How much has this been in the works when you look at this story that popped uh, as far as the NCAA, Matt? Well, you know, this has been going on for a while, obviously. You know, you've, we, we've seen, uh, you know, there have been some lawsuits in the past uh, when it came to, you know, the, the name, image, and likeness uh, debate, you know, and, and that really kind of started the ball rolling when we were talking about, you know, this idea of, of possibly, you know, paying players for their brand uh, or letting them having endorsement deals um, and, and allowing them to do that. So, you know, that's been kind of in the works for a while. Uh, but things kind of picked up a lot quicker when last year, you know, when the, when California uh, passed its, you know, fair pay for play, you know, legislation um, and basically allowing, you know, college athletes to, to make money on, on their, their image and their likeness. Uh, then you start seeing other states across the country start putting together similar bills. And I think there's like 34 states right now that have either passed something or the process of, having a bill, including one here in Florida, which is uh, sitting on the governor's desk right now, ready to be signed. So the NCAA realized they couldn't wait anymore on this. They're going to have to make a move and do it quickly. Um, I think also going in front of a congressional you know, congressional hearing that they did to do a couple months ago, you know, where Mark Emmert, the NCAA president, was basically being grilled by, you know, congressional leaders to why, you know, this issue is not being addressed. Um kind of put this thing in really an overdrive. And, and the NCAA, as you know, is not used to working that way. They are very slow moving. Um, and now we're seeing this kind of get pushed forward. The, the working group 
putting its proposal through yesterday and, and the Board of Governors approving it, and it will be voted on in January, and I, I assume it will pass with flying colors once all said and done. What limits, because it, it doesn't feel like this is just wide open, like we've gone from zero to 60, and maybe it's just the doubt that and mistrust people have in the NCAA, Matt, but what limits will there be on being able to get paid for endor- endorsements, likeness, name, et cetera? Well, you know, the, the, yeah, the, the door is not really kicked open. It's just kind of more opened up a crack when we look at this whole situation. You know, the, there are going to be some limits there. You know, when a, when, a, when a player signs an endorsement deal or sits down to have, you know, maybe get paid for you know, signing autographs or things like that, you know, they can't, they can't wear any of the apparel from their school. They can't have logos. Um, you know, they're not allowed to promote, you know, uh, um, tobacco, alcohol, sports gambling, Things that you know the NCAA really kind of obviously has a a, a, a part of its um, core beliefs. Um, you're also you know going to have to declare everything that your all your deals. You have to go through your your athletic department, your school's athletic department. They have to kind of get approval and monitor what's going on there as well. Um, you know, and then there's other issues when it comes to you know athletic brands. You know, like the shoe shoe deals. You can't have those kind of deals as well um, because of you know that would would kind of violate what they're trying to do, but um, there's going to be opportunities there for, for some people to make money on this, whether it's in football, basketball, or any right. other sport. You know, there are going to be opportunities for players to make money. The biggest concern, I think, through all this is, one, how do you handle the booster situation? And, two, what is fair market value for a, for a player? You know, a quarterback's going to get more probably than, than a third-string right tackle or a, or a backup center fielder. So that's, those are things that still have to be kind of worked out and hammered over the next couple months before it comes to vote. Right, and without actually creating some sort of physical list, right, that would determine what sport you play, how much money that generates for your school, what position you play in that sport, right, or how high you rank if it's an individual sport, you'd have to really have something specific almost to that to the letter, right? If you're a golfer who could bring in something to a football player, or you just have a wide-open market and you have the player be able to go to two competing entities, I imagine, and drive a price up. Yeah, I mean, then that, that's got to be a concern and, and, and how they, they work that out. And I think that's something that, you know, the NCAA is trying to figure out. You know, they, they want to, to, to get this kind of the ball rolling. Um, that's why they made their announcement yesterday. But they still have some of this issue that, that has to be worked out. And I, I think, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how does some of these, you know, what, what kind of deals are you going to see, you know. And I think what's interesting to me, and, and, and they've, they've mentioned this a lot, is, you know, there also is an education part about this. They have to educate college athletes about, you know, filling out contracts correctly, you know, the taxable, this is taxable income, you know, you're going to, you're going to get taxed on this. So, you know, not only are you making sure that you follow the rules to the letter so you, someone doesn't become ineligible, but you've got to make sure that the athlete in his way doesn't get hammered by the, the IRS for doing something wrong or, or violating a contract and getting sued by somebody. So there are parts of this that are, that are obviously moving and, and going to be something to be a concern about, but this really kind of came to a head because, we're seeing college athletics generate a lot of money, especially the football and basketball avenues of it. And, you know, I, I think the athletes themselves want to get a bigger piece of it. And this is kind of an opportunity for them maybe to make some, to make some money back from, from their opportunity to play. You mentioned boosters, and I'm curious, we're chatting with Matt Merchell at OS Matt Merchell, all things college football for the Orlando Sentinel and Tribune. 
Is this because there are clearly going to be concerns about the big schools using this as even more weight to recruit? Is there anything beyond that, just simply the obvious jump, which is, hey, Alabama, Ellis, these guys already have an advantage. Now it's just even further widen the gap. Yeah, I think there's got to be some concern with that. You just want to make sure you don't have, you know, an area booster who's, you know, throwing some money at the idea that if you come to our school, you know, you can you can make this kind of money with a, with a deal. They got to make sure that's under control. Obviously, they don't want to get to a point where you're seeing an influence in the recruiting aspect of things, and that's huge. I mean, that's always been a a concern when it comes to to especially football and basketball is that kind of influence. And so, I think the NCAA's got to do a little bit more on that front you know one of the things that was brought up is that schools are going to have to increase their compliance staff you know because it's going to take more work to watch over some of these athletes um and you're going to have to make sure the boosters you know are, are following the rules of, of the letter when it comes to that and you know as you know in some of these these college towns they're you know the, the guy who runs the car dealership for instance is, is a big booster for the local school you know you've got to make sure that how they handle things with when it comes to this, is, 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 is up and up, and that the players understand what's right and what's wrong, because it's a very slippery slope. That if it goes down one way, you know, you could see some kids get up becoming ineligible. Yeah, and now I'm curious. The one thing that looks to be the only backdrop, like the only negative to come out of this, when you lay out all the positives of just progress, and I know it's taken forever to get to this point where student athletes can actually make some money off their names, off their jersey on their own backs. But it seems like the big, maybe only negative, outside, of course, of this not being the door blown open, is we're not getting NCAA football back anytime soon. Is that right? <laughs> and, and I say that seriously. Like, When are we getting this damn game back, Matt? <laughs> That's true. That was the biggest thing you know, I think that people took from all this was the fact that they weren't going to get the NCAA football game back. You know, the, the, the NCAA said yesterday that, it was too difficult, you know, with the group licensing, you know, when you include the school logos, you know, for the video games, for not just the video games, but for jersey sales, uh, you know, um, replica jerseys, trading cards, things like that. Um, it really was, they said, unworkable because of the absence of a collective bargaining agency. You know, obviously it's a lot easier to do Madden NFL, for instance, you know, because of the NFL, the NFLPA, you know, which has that collective bargaining ability to do that. Now, what I, I think might be interesting to this, and it wasn't really kind of, go too deep into it is you know but yet i wonder if a video game company could step in and say you know we, we're going to give out certain individual deals to certain players you know what i mean like and, and depending mm. on that i think if they're using the college logos i, I don't think that's going to be able to happen um again part of all this you know when it comes to the the name image and likeness is is not necessarily separating a little bit of the school from the player itself so um I, again I think those are things that are too difficult to work through at this time. Maybe in three or four years, that'll get that'll finally find a way to get back to to going through. But as of right now, that's not going to happen. Three or four years, I have to wait for Bill Walsh football to return <laughs> to run the option. Are you kidding me? It's not the same on Madden. You know that, Matt. <laughs> that's true. It's, you know, and I think that's the big. It was funny because to hear everyone, you know, how this is such a big deal in the sense of. It's not pay, you know, paying players, so to speak, but it is giving them an opportunity to make some money. That's a big deal. But the reaction from everyone mostly was, when am I getting the video game back? Which was kind of like, I think the NCAA kind of realized that. That's why they talked a little bit about it yesterday during their, uh, during their, their press conference with the media. What's your biggest concern when you pull together everything that you've heard from ADs to 
coaches, to people in power when it comes to college football, outside, of course, of what's happening with our society from the medical professionals. But when you're just pooling together your own reporting from college football, what what's the biggest concern you have about the season even existing this year? Well, just talking with a lot of the people, you know, involved in college football, you know, the biggest concern in their fund is they want everything to come back in an equal playing field. You know, they don't want – they understand that some states are going to open up sooner than others. Um, there's talk of, obviously, a lot of schools uh, opening up their campuses in the fall. They're allowed to have in-person, you know, uh, classes. Um, you know, the, the biggest concern from coaches especially is they, don't, they just want to make sure it's on an even keel, that, you know, some schools aren't open and having practices and other schools aren't and, and being able to do that. You know, they want to make sure when everything comes back – it's pretty much across the board because they feel like it's going to be very difficult, you know, to, to have a season when, you know, let's say, you know, half the, the, the teams, you know, that are out there aren't able to even practice or play, you know, because the, their states are still closed. So they want to make sure that everything is kind of across the board and, and, and good. And, and that's going to be difficult. I think that's the challenge that faces college athletics going into the fall is how, how does that happen? You know, I think if we get, uh, you know, if we get some sort of uh, vaccine for the virus in the next couple weeks or months, um, that's going to help out, speed that up. If we get better testing, that could help some things out as well. But outside of keeping people safe, it's going to be really difficult to get college football back um, and, and everyone be kind of on the same level, uh, so to speak, uh, and, and being able to play at the level we want them to play at. Awesome stuff, Matt. Appreciate the time, as always, man. Stay safe down there. All right, you too. Take care. You got it. Matt Marshall at OS. Matt Marshall on Twitter. A lot of positives, tons of positives. Just the fact that the NCAA is no longer a stagnant concrete rock, and they're actually starting to break out of that mold and allow these athletes, these students, athletes, and combined student athletes to make something. Just a little bit. And if you're a college football player playing for a big program and you're generating millions upon millions of dollars, then you should be able to make more than somebody who is playing on a team that's probably existing because of the money that the college football team is bringing in. It's not to be ripping or talking down. It's just to be accurate when you look at the finances and the income. But as mentioned there, and I didn't even mean to joke around with it. I know it comes off as some, and I was having a little bit of fun with it. But the reality is the, the one thing outside of the obvious, which is, okay, NC, you did something, but you didn't do enough. The one obvious, oh, no, are you kidding me? The one negative that's come from this is that there's no NCAA football. So nope. I no right? All right, let's talk about this. We'll that's, wrap all, the, that's all I care about. I don't me, care about them making money. Me too. And I have a pay theory. Pay a dollar, pay him a million. I want well, my game. If where's that O'Bannon when you need him? All right, smack him around. No, we need we no, need we him to lead need the him charge anymore. He unless broke he, through. Unless he's going to unionize the all the student athletes. You never know with Ed. You never know. Not the other one. Just Ed. I will right, we'll wrap the hour next year on the second level. Beneath the surface, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. This conversation, we'll pick this up in the second hour about something Matt Rochelle said regarding shoe deals. I know Dan Wetzel 
was on with Ron and Tony earlier in the morning. So kind of a theme that we'll bring back up. But as far as the college games are concerned, so there are really four. If you were to combine this into a poll question, if you will, NCAA, you have two really big NCAA basketball games, right? That's NCAA 08 and March Madness. I think those are the two biggest ones that you could have. So then you would have to link them each with a football game. And at that point, you really have, what, Bill Walsh and then a, a bunch of those NCAAs just start to pile up. But a lot of those, I guess it would be College Hoops 2K8 and March Madness are the two best college basketball games. Bill Walsh is the original. Like, you have to go back to Bill Walsh. But you were upset, like I was, that there wasn't a new NCAA. And that's where I think if anybody's really upset about anything, it's that, right? Oh, the one on NCAA 14 was pretty damn good. Yeah. I don't remember which year you would point NCAA to. NCAA 14, that was the one I think that had uh, RG3 on the cover. No. Or was, or was that 13. No, the only reason why I said oh, no, I said I said fourteen. I meant thirteen. Part okay. No, fourteen. Fourteen is uh, the kid from Michigan. And why am I blanking on him? Um. Anyway, it wasn't RG three, but I think NCAA fourteen might be the best one alongside Bill Walsh. So we'll put a poll up at Shander Show at Ron's to and Culver second hour right now. Set your system's volume control for slightly above. The normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's your host, Aton Shander couple things that popped from the first hour. We had a chance to speak with Matt Merchel, covers the world of college football for the Orlando Sentinel. And before we hit fake news at 1225 Eastern, then John McMullen at 1240 Eastern. You know, we had this conversation in the stream, and I implore you, beg you, if you're interested, you're following along from the audio standpoint, you can match it up, and it works perfectly where you can mute the stream, but watch what we're saying and hear the words coming out of both of our mouths. Or you could just watch the stream still here, Ron. Either way, twitch.tv slash Show. It got us thinking about a comment made by both Michelle and then before that on with Tony and Ron, Dan Wetzel, regarding the NCAA's decision that should be voted and ratified on in January. With that said, the one kind of negative that popped from this that I think we all can agree on, the other thing that came from the interview, was no college football video game. That's not going to happen. So I did put a poll out, and already I'm thinking maybe I got it wrong. It's always difficult when you try to pair two different entities together. But at Shander Show, where you can follow the poll, vote on it, please. Pick one pair of college video games to bring back. March Madness 08 which is a lot of people will tell you is the best college basketball game of all time. And that's the EA 08 Bill Walsh football. So that's the combination March Madness 08 Bill Walsh football or NCAA 2K 08 same year, of course, but different make 
and then NCAA football 06. Ron's NCAA didn't make it. The Denard Robinson cover didn't make it. The Desmond Howard cover didn't make it. So sometimes, and for me it's the same way, you associate the video game with who's on the cover. But we're so caught up in this ruling, in this decision, that the NCAA is just going to continue to shoot this thing down. You have to wait three years to play a video game where you can functionally run the option. Madden doesn't count. They've been tinkering that thing, and it's just... It's like the NFL. It is in the game. How often do you see it work? Outside of, like, Lamar Jackson running it, taking some punishment on his body. Cam Newton can't even get a job right now. It didn't work with him. the root of the issues it's the second level on sb nation radio and on sbnationradio.com presented by rocket mortgage by quicken loans from the o'reilly auto parts studios here's aton shander i will let you hear a cut from dan wetzel coming up in a minute speaking of video games and quarantine and not being able to leave your house even if it's nice out outside of maybe walking your dog Saw a cat being walked yesterday. Is that odd? Is that random? Is yeah, that weird? No, that's odd. I used to, when uh, my wife and I lived in San Diego, we had a neighbor who, uh, he was uh, mentally challenged in some capacity. I'm not really sure. Okay. He would always bring out his cat on a leash, and he would just hang out in the driveway, and the cat just kind of just cruised around. Sometimes he would walk down the street just a little bit, but not that far, because you're walking a cat. Okay, so I, my mom has a uh, couple of cats and they're indoor cats and you can't let them out now she lives in an area in the northeast where it's wooded there are a bunch of ticks and a cat gets out god knows what's going to come back on on its coat right is this the case where maybe people are walking from your neighbor to the person i saw to my mom people are walking indoor cat my mom doesn't walk cats I'm, let me clarify that but i'm saying as far as anybody who does is that just walking in an indoor cat to make sure that the cat doesn't escape i have to keep my dog on a leash the dog's gonna bolt the dog smells a deer he's out so wouldn't I, that I stand to would reason you ever walk a cat well maybe to get the cat out of the house ron i mean not everybody likes staying in the house not everybody likes being quarantined cats don't even care about you Probably. I, I'm not familiar. I'm not versed. I'm allergic, so only, I'm not versed in cats. The only time cats ever care about you is, you know, hey, feed me. I got All an right. itch that I can't reach. Itch that. So the cat goes, realizes it could eat something in the trash that's much better than what you're serving at home. The cat ain't coming back. You just made the point. It doesn't care about it, me, right? Exactly. So you have care. to keep the cat leashed. <laughs> Otherwise, the cat's going to bolt. Oh, then you just hear them all night long. No, no, thank you. No, no. I, it's that's outside. the only way. It'll Maybe it's the only noise. way you can get exercise. You ever think of that? Like, if you don't own a dog or any other walkable pet, what's another? What's a walkable pet outside of a dog? Well, funny enough, uh, a there pig? was. I've seen a pig. There was a man in Italy who got busted. It was either Italy or Spain who got busted because he took his pet goldfish out for a walk. No. I don't know if that qualifies as a walkable pet, but uh, he did uh, he did get cited for breaking quarantine rules because he needed to walk his pet goldfish. 
How does that happen? I don't know, man. He but he had the he had the it, goldfish I'll, sitting in a bowl. We're ten minutes earlier. Fake news. Come on, man. How does this happen? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Quarantine does crazy things to people. You sit there, you start thinking of different ways to get out. I saw a video of a guy in England who dressed up as a bush just to be outside. Well, that's different than walking. A, I imagine walking your goldfish is walking around with a little fish bowl, right? Yeah, that's all he was. It was just a fish bowl. But how is that illegal? Around. Well, because he wasn't allowed to be outside. I mean, oh, okay. In, well, you're not allowed Italy, to be outside. In Italy, that's right. it was strict, strict quarantine. You can't even go walk your pets right now. The only thing you can do is walk to and from a store or walk to and from a pharmacy. Right. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. If we are under quarantine and basically stay at home to the point in which you're not supposed to be going out doing stuff, you can. You can go to grocery stores, things like right. that. But everything is closed to keep me home. I can still, in a couple of days, in fact, I'll be at the golf course, and I can still walk around, walk my dog. And you could probably get away with walking your goldfish if you want to. Absolutely. Kevin Cook on Twitch says, my buddy walks his rabbit. Why? I I don't know. Well, again, your ra- don't you think rabbits should be outside? I mean, a rabbit, you've well, essentially... No, I, I, I get that a rabbit should be outside, but, I mean, you just need, like, a small little pen, and they just hop like... They don't run. Well, you're thinking of a bunny rabbit. You know, one of these big, nasty rabbits. What is the difference between a bunny rabbit and a rabbit? Well, the bunny rabbit is, I think, a domesticated, cute little thing that needs protection. You need to keep that thing on a leash so you can yank it back in case there's a dog or something coming. My dog gets a wind of your rabbit. I got to be honest. So I'm, what are you talking? Are you talking about like a jackrabbit? Those aren't domesticated. That's not a pet. No, I'm saying the the fluffy bunny rabbit that you bring up needs to have some sort of extra. You can't just let a bunny rabbit out on the lawn. The bunny rabbit's going to leave. I'm saying in a closed backyard. Yeah, you can. Oh, okay. You can keep an eye on it. Now, what about this? This is right up your alley here. All right. Chip Chantry. Great comedian in the uh, Pennsylvania area, television writer out west as well. Says At, you, but go ahead. Well, I say great comedian here. I don't. I don't know how great the television is that he's writing. <laughs> At Chip Chantry, a child. Does that count? I've never put a child on a leash before. Well, no, you could walk a child, though, right? Well, you go out and walks with them, sure. Put them in a stroller if they're too young to walk and keep up. I okay. usually end up having to put my three-year-old on my shoulders because he gets tired. Well, does that count? Is a leash? No, that's is, not a. That doesn't count. Okay, but a walkable. When you say walkable, when you're walking you're, somebody, you, your definition was walkable pet. Okay, <laughs> we're not child. calling a child a pet. Okay, all right. Just curious. if you're doing that, Aton, you're not allowed to have kids. Not that's until fine. You realize that they're not pets. <laughs> that's very fair. They're Math- your retirement fund. At MMRT. <laughs> Now, Matthew weighs in on Twitter at MMRATIA22. We'll listen to Dan Wetzel in a sec. According to people in my neighborhood I passed the other day, Siamese cats. See, another person. That's two people right now, unrelated, who are following on two different platforms that said cats. I'm not alone in this thing. Walk, I, I, I've, I said I've seen people walk cats before. It doesn't make any sense to me. No. I, we're trying to figure that thing out. I, nobody has any explanation for it, just no. the fact that they've seen Growing it. Growing up, I had a cat. We would just let it outside. It would always come back when it was hungry. Oh, and if that. it was raining, it wanted to be inside, didn't want to be outside. All you need is another family to serve better cat food and have better shelter, and that cat's gone. So you guys had Dan Wetzel on this morning, yeah. and he talked about something similar, echoing, and I guess technically, chronologically speaking, Michelle was echoing because we had him on a couple of hours later. But let's listen to the Dan Wetzel clip, and I want you to explain why you think 
this is actually going to hurt schools like Alabama and LSU. No, I'm not saying it's going to hurt schools. But we're, the, think, the process is, is that, hey, if you're going to start paying players – or the thought process is you're going to start paying players that everyone's going to gravitate towards the big schools. And Wetzel was making the argument that not everyone's going to go and seek out Alabama, that this actually will help smaller schools. Okay, but real quick, we're not talking about none of us, including Wetzel and Michelle. The schools aren't paying players. No, 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 they're not paying players at all. Endorsements. Endorsements. Right. All right, here's Wetzel. It's not about going automatically to the big pond. You just want to be in a pond that's big enough for you to swim, right? right? Everyone would like to be the biggest car dealer in Los Angeles. Boy, you'd make a lot of money if you're the biggest car dealer in Los Angeles. You could also make a lot of money if you're the biggest car dealer in Bakersfield, California. Sure. You go where you can go. If you're a recruit and you're sitting there saying, I'm a quarterback and I can go and join Alabama, but I'm not the priority recruit, and I'm going to join a, a, a quarterback room that's got six guys, all of them All-Americans, or I can go to Boise State. I'm a four-star recruit. I go to Boise State. I'm going to show up with fanfare. I got a better shot at being the star quarterback. And if I'm the star quarterback at Boise State, I am the biggest sports star in an, in an entire state. Uh, it would be the same at Nebraska. It would be the same at, at uh, I don't know, you know, uh, Mississippi State. It could be it could be even lower level, high major uh, leagues. But if if I'm leading Boise State to, to 11 and one record, there is enormous uh, opportunities for me to do endorsements, to be the to be the the face of a car dealership, to be the hero in this area. If I'm just another guy in the cog at Alabama, that isn't there. Now they may be able to. There may be some boosters willing to say, "Hey, we're going to try to get money to everybody," but the big money is where you can be the star. So it's actually being a big fish in a smaller pond can be a, a, a much bigger thing. All right, so let me say this. I, I agree with Dan to an extent, but working in big markets and working in small markets, there is a difference. And what happens is you start to balance the scales, and you'll never really, unless you are, only one player can do this, or maybe two players can do this, totally dominating the market. The problem is is that while Dan is right with five-star player in Alabama with 15 other five-star players in Alabama isn't going to stand out and have the same endorsement opportunities to be a big fish in a really small or just smaller pond than Alabama in Boise State, which is in Boise, of course, Idaho. But while you bring in Idaho, can't, uh, Boise State can only do this once or twice because there's going to be a point where somebody looks around and says, well, you've already got two guys there and they already have 90% of the business because 90% of the business that will endorse and use their expendable income on media, and this is partly media, exists with like three or four people really running it. And that's car dealerships. That's big industry where you don't have... 15 car I would bet money right now that you don't have 15 local car dealerships in Boise, Idaho that are advertising on the radio and TV. And that's a big number. And, and I don't know how many big cities you would have 15 across the board. But that's the that's the one thing Ron that that I think at some point those schools will run into an issue and then it's like, well, 
am I going to be a big fish in a small pond that has two or three other big fish in there? Or am I going to be a big fish in a big pond with about 15 big fish? Well, I think the other point that he was trying to make was that by going to Boise State and having and showing great success at Boise, that it doesn't just limit you to Boise. That you all of a sudden you could be a big fish, or you could have a piece of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. You can have a big, you know, obviously Boise. There's other towns in Idaho that will seek out your services because these boosters moved out at some point or another. Because it's really it's just the boosters of Boise State who are going to be funding this anyways. Or you, have, or you have a private business, a guy who owns a car dealership, and he owns the one car dealership in Boise that does uh, a lot of business with Boise State football. You Correct. Know, he, he might make you the face of Boise State. There could be a restaurant. But how but, many faces of Boise State can you have? Well, how many faces of Boise State do they normally have? That's that, the point that Wetzel was making. Is that right. So they this may really only have two faces. And if you're and if you're a five star recruit and you're being recruited heavily by Alabama. Boise State might look just as appetizing because you might be making more money there than you would at Alabama. For two guys. And then all of a sudden, well, well, it, it we're starts not talking, to balance up. We're not talking, um, you know, who's going to have a better recruiting class. No, but that's my point, is that Boise State... Yeah, Alabama's only... still going to dominate recruiting. Yes, and so in the long run, this may not really help Alabama, but I don't see it really hurting them either because... No, it's not going to hurt them. But well, it's isn't that give... okay? But hold on, isn't that the point that Wetzel was making that it would hurt them? No, no. What the point that he was making is that you know everyone says that oh you know because of this rule recruiting is going to hurt the small school or the smaller program, and the point that Wetzel was making is that this new rule might actually help the smaller program. I think that it's it, it might help. It might be the difference between one five-star recruit that they normally would get or wouldn't get, and you'd have to play it right, and you would have to pretty much, if I'm a five-star recruit, we'll get to fake news coming up, I would say that I would need some sort of assurance. And you disagreed with this, but I think I would need some sort of assurance that if I'm going to take a leap into a small pond, and let's be honest, it's not just a small pond in talent. It is a smaller, even if well, you do they, extend outside the city, it's a smaller what's pool. What's recruiting? I mean, recruiting is giving you assurance. There's no guarantee. when you, If you're a five-star recruit coming out of high school and you broke all your school records uh, as a running back, Alabama's going to tell you, hey, you're going to be the starter next year. It's on you to show up. If you don't show it up, show up. Alabama doesn't care. No, but they Alabama. you could, there. You, if you want to enter the transport portal, go ahead. But Alabama could say, well, you come here, and, course, and we happen to. to know we happen to know a couple of people that would like to talk to you about a car, about a yep. gym, about TB12, about any of that. And if Alabama doesn't do that, then Alabama is losing out. They should, say, they got to be pitching that. It's, it's a whole new recruiting technique for these guys. Alabama's doing that already. <laughs> to break into the world. <laughs> All right, we'll hit fake news next on the second level. Listening to the second level on SB Nation Radio and on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios with way more than the scores. Here's Aton Shander. All right, we went a little late with the recruiting discussion, but it was a good one. So Ron, of course, has four stories. Three of them are real. One is fake. We'll try to figure out which one is fake news. 
course, uh, as soon as you do this, my computer stops. There we go. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> you could just repurpose something that I brought up in the first hour. I probably I know, wouldn't exactly. even remember. <laughs> Did uh, we talk okay. about that? What? No, I'm just no, being See, being now you got me confused. Uh, fake news or real. Do you tell me, okay? Okay. Uh, the original The Goonies cast held a Zoom meeting the other day for the ages, which will, which even included the Fratellis. I don't know. Were you a big fan of The Goonies? Well, sure. And the Fratellis, Joey Pantalones is, is in that. Yep. He was one of the Fratellis. He uh, was one of the Fratellis. Um, but they even, that's who was the how opera big the singer? Zoom, uh, David. Uh, he was pretty famous, wasn't he? Yeah. No, uh, something Davi. Okay. Richard, like Richard Davi or something. I don't know. But uh, they even were on the Zoom meeting, as long, along with uh, Richard Donner, Steven Spielberg, Cindy Lauper. All of them came up. Uh, in addition for all of them, to all of them giving life updates, like where they were, why Chunk is the skinniest out of all the males that are on there now. Wait, and, why was Cindy Lauper on there? She did the soundtrack. She yeah. wasn't in the movie. Well, she wasn't in the movie. No, they just brought, they brought everyone had a piece of the pie. I mean, they, she did a song specifically no. for the movie. I'm out. I'm out on that. Yeah, you don't even know. But anyways, one of the cool things is that they announced that they were, in fact, a, there is a sequel in the works. Okay. So this, this is probably a true story all the way through. Like, they actually did not invite Cindy Lauper. So that's what would make it fake. But like, why would they invite Cindy? She wrote a song for the Goonies. I... This was for the fans. That, that opens up a that opens up a, a terrible precedent. You can watch opinion. it on YouTube if you like. The Zoom meeting? Yes. Well, I'm not going to do it now because I, I no, don't want to. No, because it's about a half hour long. That'll take the rest of your show. Well, the big news that would pop, I guess, would be the sequel. So that's what I guess I'm hinging on if this is fake or not because I haven't seen anything gone viral at all about the Goonies returning. So I'm skeptical. On story number Skeptical. one, to say the least. All right. Story number two: The governor of Georgia has decided to let sixteen-year-olds obtain a driver's license yeah. based on their parents' word. So I actually know because I anybody who's following me earlier this morning, <laughs> I, I was going back and forth. So I, the only reason so why you get I know a freebie this, today, I do. I get a freebie today just because Complex, of course, labeled the head. They, they mislabeled the headline. Shocker! They have a knack for doing that, so you'll click on it. The reality is, is that. You, so this is why it's, it's real, although the headline itself is a little fakish. You, actually, you do have to go through a, a bunch of loopholes. It, the only thing that – or you have to go through a bunch of hoops, I should say. The only thing that has changed is parents are supposed to go in the car with you and be the driver instructor on the road. Right. And that is something they can sign off. But you still have to go and take a test. You still have to. You still, you still well, you have to take a written test. Correct. You still have to do, uh, do your hours of drivers train or drivers uh, learning. Correct. But as far as uh, your driver's training portion, you're not doing it with a private instructor or anything like that. You're doing that with your parents. And as far as taking the driver's test, where you're actually taking the road test, that's your parents giving you the thumbs up or thumbs down. Correct. So there, it's a little deeper than just, oh, my kid turned 16. I signed a piece right. of paper. But could, couldn't you see? like It's you, bad. Your, your, yes. kid, your kid could be book smart, but behind the wheel could be the most horrific driver this planet has ever seen. And George is going to give you a license. Now, here's the thing, though. It's also, and I know that not every single parent is ideally as responsible as every single no, parent you know, should be. Some parents be like, I don't care. Yeah, but you also need a car to do that, right? <laughs> 
So think about it. You need expendable income enough to give your child, who you don't care if they can drive or not, a car that you don't care about. Right, because just take mom's car. <laughs> I, did the, I did for a couple of years. Is that what it is? I just took a... mom's car, took dad's yeah. car. I didn't you know have what, a car by my, for myself. Because you actually had to pass a road test. Well, that's <laughs> so... true. But I've never passed a written test. Shh, don't tell anyone. I won't. I won't. All right, what's story three? Story number three, the Seattle Slow is your designated replacement for the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Mm. This will be a race of turtles. And will feature famed Triple Crown announcer Larry Kalmus and bugler Steve Buttleman. You need the bugle. It can't be a race like that unless you have the a race bugle. of turtles. Where is this? Seattle. It's called it. Yeah, it's, they're calling it the Seattle Slow. Right, instead of slew. I think oh, that's a tough one. Right, what's story four? I'm going to need to hear four to story put three number in four, context. The Bundesliga is planning on starting back up on May 9th. But the players must follow certain rules to ensure everyone's safety, some of which are no kissing or sex, no sharing of toothbrushes and towels. Players must use their elbows to push elevator buttons, and they will not be allowed to use bar or room service. Wow. That, I feel like, see, that's what I needed to hear story three from. Because that's why I feel story three actually is way more believable than story four. Story one, I feel like I've already assumed is real when we got down to the bottom ones, which, again, could be your trick, could be your M.O. to get me. I think you have Goonies reunion is real. Story two, I know, is real. All right, I'm going to say the fake story is story four only because they're not going to be able to truly regulate sex. That's what you, is that your final answer? That is my ultimate response. Uh, no, story number one. Uh, the Goonies did have. I a knew Zoom it wasn't meeting, true, but there's no sequel in the works. Oh, see, that's what it was. <laughs> see, yeah. I, but Cindy Lauper is very much a part of the Goonies. You need to educate yourself, Aton. No, I disagree. I, I think that when you start adding Cindy Lauper into the crew of the Goonies, you need to start adding the gaffer. You need to start adding the DOP. You need to start adding producers outside of whatever producer what? they did at. No, you she's, don't. She's tertiary at best. Oh, my God. Put some respect on Lopper. Come on. I have no. Lopper All is right. a one-hit wonder but, legend. But real quick. Oh, she is not. She's had more than one hits. Come on. How many hits has she had? Three? I'd say at least five. Okay. Now, question? Now, yeah, the Bundesliga. Could you play for the Bundesliga with all those rules? No, absolutely not. We'll talk about that after John McMullen next. Trust me. Scratching beneath the surface. It's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Uh, we hit the progressive guest line and welcome in our friend, courtesy of Jacob Media, our NFL insider here on the second level, John McMullen at JF McMullen. You hear him on with Tony Bruno on Sirius, and I'm sure you're going to hear him now, of course, on SB Nation Radio in the evenings as we'll carry that Bruno show. And all over Philadelphia and beyond, including 
the network here on SB Nation Radio, beyond me, of course. I'm not the only one that taps into the mind of John McMullen. Appreciate the time, sir. Hope all is well. And let me start with something that popped today. The Comeback Player of the Year awards are out. Rob Gronkowski is the 3-1 to favorite to win this thing. William Hill has him up there as that, John. And I don't know how much of this is already decided ahead of time to where if Gronk comes out and has like a somewhat good season, he's going to lock it in. Roethlisberger and Stafford are in there as well as far as behind him. And J.J. Watt is behind Gronk and Ben while uh, Miles Garrett is all the way down at 25-1. to 1. So I'm sure you have eyes on everything, including even Cam Newton at 10-1 to 1 to win the Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah, I, and I do think it's always easiest for quarterbacks for obvious reasons. Uh, if you get uh, on a hot streak, if you get on a run, if your team makes the playoffs, uh, I think, you know, coming off an injury, and specifically I look at Ben Roethlisberger as somebody who is coming back to a good team, and obviously you have concerns over his age and everything of that nature, and, you know, maybe he's just done physically. But I think if you you look at the Steelers and you just project what they're expected to do, not above it, not underneath it, just be a solid playoff-level type team, uh, that means he's going to play pretty well, and that position, that's going to give him, to me, an inside track. Yeah, so outside of uh, – I'm sorry, the inside track there. Okay, just looking at the at the position itself, we had Tannehill and, to your point, Tannehill and Luck before that. Is there anything that you look at – we'll just start here with Rob Gronkowski, playbook nonsense and comeback of the year odds – aside what's what concern do you think we anybody who's betting on Gronk or betting on the Bucks because of Gronk should have with this Patriots offense surrounding Rob Gronkowski uh to be honest not much I mean if he's healthy and I think you know people forget they look at that last season that he played and say he was banged up a lot there's no question about it that's one of the reasons he walked away but at the end you look at the playoffs and you look at the Super Bowl, he looked like himself. So I, I don't think there's any question if he's healthy, uh, he can play up to the level. And you might be talking about the best tight end of all time. That's how good he was. So, uh, I mean, if, if that skill set is still there, you take it a step further and you say, well, what is Tom Brady at 43 years old? You, you can see for the last five, seven years, his strength has been – throwing to the running backs, throwing to the tight ends, all the intermediate stuff, all the uh, breaking over the middle stuff. Uh, so he's going to have uh, a big crutch and, and, and lean on Rob Gronkowski if he's healthy. I, I think, you know, from Tampa in a larger perspective, I think it, I think it would be devastating. We talked about when is the NFL going to start and other sports going to start. If there isn't an NFL season, if if they push it back, if Tampa doesn't get to play this season with a 43-year-old quarterback, Gronkowski coming off retirement, and oh, by the way, that's where the Super Bowl is, <laughs> that city will be devastated. All right, three-part question here, or I guess it's an option. Three options for you. If you're Bill Belichick, do you sign Andy Dalton? Do you sign Cam Newton, where you're still uncertain right now about his health? Or do you just tank and hope to get a good quarterback in the first round next year? 
I, I can't even imagine Bill Belichick using that word. Um, well, he would and, find a new way to define it, and it would sound so smart, and it would make Sammy and, Mike, and all these yeah, other people be like, how come I didn't think of that? Now, I, I mean, just from uh, the 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 small sort of window that I know from him and from speaking to him over the years and just his love of the game, his love of the history of the game, I, I don't think he would ever take that route. And I think part of it is, you know, there is an ego part of it as well. He wants to prove what everyone already knows, but the only reason he continues to coach is he wants to prove he's better than everybody else and he's a better coach and that there's no Tom Brady any longer and and everybody thinks they're going to stink up the joint. And, you know, I, I, on one hand, I agree with that. And I, you you know, if you're going to go into a season and your first question was, yeah, I mean, I, I have to sign a quarterback. I don't care who it is. Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, give me a veteran quarterback. But I, I think from his perspective, he wants to prove, um, certain things and I you know I look at that division and say there's no great teams I mean yeah I think Buffalo's coming like everybody I think they're a good team Uh, I think Joe Douglas is doing some nice things with the Jets I think they're starting to go in the right direction but I can't stand their head coach and the Dolphins obviously because of all the draft capital they they almost had that talent they certainly did point is would I be stunned if that team wins that division at nine and seven, ten and six, and and he puts another feather in his cap as the greatest coach of all time, I wouldn't. And, with, with who? And at quarterback. I, he, Stidham, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, any of the above. I, I I think he could get certain things done in that division because he's that much better than everybody else. And I don't. I I just don't believe he would ever tank. A football game, never mind a season. Well, I guess I just assume Stidham is your way of inadvertently tanking. But with that said, the, I, I wonder what the biggest feather in his cap would be. We have to take Cam Newton out of this. The guy won an MVP. He took a team, help at uh, very least, but take a team to the Super Bowl. Cam Newton is established. He's not as good as he once was. His body's broken down. We get that. But it, he at least has a resume. I wonder what would be a bigger feather in NFL circles as far as Bill Belichick taking Jared Stidham and replacing Tom Brady with, again, Jared Stidham, who nobody's seen anything of, (laughs) or, John, going and looking at the broken, busted, can't-do-anything-right Andy Dalton and turning him into a 10-win quarterback this year? Well, yeah, I, I, I think I'll tell you this. Uh, I'll say you said, and, and I think they should bring in a veteran quarterback. So you you give me the name, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, somebody else. You know, then I turn this and say, okay, Joe Flacco, you know, give me Josh McCown. Uh, <laughs> you know, if he can come off a torn answer. You know, he's going to win nine games. He's going to find a way to win nine games. And people, you saw it with Matt Castle when Tom got hurt. And by the way, Tom Brady at one time, people forget. He was Jared Stidham. Everybody was jumping off bridges in New England when Mo Lewis knocked Drew Bledsoe out. Turns out that was the worst thing for the Jets history. Mm. Mo Lewis is a villain. And and that kicked off everything in the Patriots uh, dynasty and and what's gone for essentially two decades. So the point I'm trying to make, if he says Jared Stidham can play, I believe him. 
I don't necessarily think it. Uh, I don't. I don't have the guts to say it. I don't have the guts to do it. I will freely admit it. If he says it, he can play, and he's going to do some things with them. And it, as I said, insert the name. He's going to find a way to win nine games. That's my prediction. He's going to find a way to win nine games, and that's the floor for that team. John McMullen joining us on the Progressive Guest Line at JF McMullen on Twitter. I'm curious because we get the announcement today about Cleveland, the draft date set, locked in for 2021, next year's draft. We know it's coming back to Vegas, but there has to be, I would think, right, some sort of continued conversation based on the amazing, rightfully so, reaction that the networks and the NFL got for the virtual draft. I imagine that there is some discussion about, yes, we want it to be a physical thing, but we should at least keep some things we did virtually and carry that over. I wish, but I, I just don't oh, see it happening. I, and, I, and I think it's more of a TV thing. They want the spectacle. They want that vehicle. And this was going to be the biggest spectacle of the year. I mean, they were going to have it in, in front of the fountains in Vegas. They were going to have the boats taking them over to Roger Goodell and they want all that nonsense. They want all that, you know what, that Mike Mayock hates. And, and when they're showing animals at the zoo and he's going off and talking about how serious the draft is. Uh, I, I, I get what you're saying, and I get a, a, a small minority liked the scale back. But, man, TV is, is not going to allow that. And they want the spectacle because they're looking for the casual fan. They're not looking for uh, people that like football, people that like the stories of the draft picks. And I know what you're going to say next. You're going to say, look at the ratings. But I think the ratings have more to do with the fact that nobody has anything else to watch. It's fair. So I, I think when you go back into a normal environment and there's baseball games going on and, and there's NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, that's going to that's gonna take away. So I think the rating spike had more to do with this being the only show uh, in, in the mix and no other sports. John, we'll chat next week. Appreciate it, as always, man. Final question for you on your way out. Do you consider Cindy Lauper essential Goonies personnel? No, no. I'll tell you what, though. Time after time, one of the most underrated songs ever. And I, I don't care anybody who argues with me. You might have just you might have just actually split the baby here with Ron Culver and myself with that answer. Thanks, John. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Aton. All right, well, we need to discuss that. We also need to discuss the Bundesliga restrictions to be. Now, I don't know. Are we okay to break now and, and give a little time at the end here, or should I keep talking a little bit? No, you're good now. Okay, so let's do that. John McMullen might have gone full King Solomon on the Cindy Lauper argument with Ron Culver and myself, the Bundesliga restrictions, because this thing seems ridiculous here at the second level. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. So, what are your thoughts? First and foremost, let's get your reaction to John's response that Cindy Lauper is not essential personnel for the Goonies, but... 
has a bunch of hits and is an underrated star. I mean, he kind of met us halfway, didn't I'm he? I'm not saying she's essential personnel for the Goonies. I'm saying that she had every right to be on the Goonies Zoom meeting. Yeah, that's essential personnel to me. Steven okay. Spielberg's well, she, on this thing. She had a big, she made a song that was about the Goonies. Okay, but I still feel like it was an anthem. You, you for, have to draw the it line was an at some anthem point. In the mid '80s, it was an anthem for an anyone anthem. who wanted to be the Goonies. Oh my goodness! I I don't think that it's okay. All I'll say is this: I don't think that it's one of the top three things you think of. That's how you become essential personnel, unless, of course, like you funded it or directed it. Right. You have to be in it, fund it or direct it. Otherwise, you have to be associated with one of the top. Is her song one of the top three things you associate with the Goonies? No, but if you as soon as you hear the song, you immediately think Goonies. Is that okay. does that it kind of is that kind of working it backwards? It is a little bit, but I, I mean, I think I mean, obviously, I'll think of uh, Sloth, One-Eyed Willie and Chunk in the, you know, the Truffle Shuffle. And the, the data right, with the drinking cool gadgets. The, right, exactly right. Data with the cool gadgets. I mean, there's so many th- The organ at the end. There's so many things you think of. All right, so let's look at the Bundesliga. This was one of the real stories. <laughs> Can you just repeat what's banned real quick? What's banned? If you were, uh, if you were hoping to play in the Bundesliga, right? Right. Uh, what is banned is... Uh, no kissing or sex with your partner. Well, to clarify. Like with your wife? Well, to clarify, uh, no kissing or sex if that person is uh, is showing any sort of symptoms of coronavirus, which makes sense. But if you're a single guy, it pretty much prohibits you from going out and enjoying any nightlife. Right. I guess well, if you, you have, if you forget have nightlife. There's no Tinder or anything like that either. Yeah. If, if you're you not a, importing it. If you have a significant other, I think you're in the clear. Yeah, like but, if you okay. have a wife of many years, where do we again? Where do we draw the line? Well, that's the are thing, you right? living with your if you're not living with your significant well, that's other? Where these other ones are kind of weird because uh, there's you know no sharing of toothbrushes or towels. I mean, shouldn't that, be doing that anyway. That, that makes sense. I don't know why that needs but to be a rule. Is no that, sharing with is your that significant a, other. Is that an issue in Germany? Well, I don't know. Is it an issue in general that you're sharing towels with your significant (laughs) other? My fiance won't get anywhere near a towel that I use even if I wash it. Exactly. Well, after you wash it and dry it, I think it's fine. uh, Yeah, how how would you not know? Is it monogrammed? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's weird. Everything I own is monogrammed. Come on, man. You can't be rolling like that. All right. What about players using their elbows to push buttons? So is that the only thing that's allowed, right? That's you, not you bad. Use, yeah, you got to use your elbows. How many doctors have? How many doctors need to come out and tell us <laughs> stop using everything? Like, don't elbow, don't elbow bumps because it's contaminated. Least, you you need at least four out of five to agree on something, right? I think you can get four out of five to say stop using your elbow. And then finally, uh, no uh, bar or room service. Oh, that's tough. Well, that means so, you can't Grubhub or anything like that. Well, uh, well, not only that, but I'm saying if you're in a hotel. Because you're traveling to these games, you're in a hotel, you can't order something? How are you going to get, how are you going to eat? No, they're going to give you one of these wrapped up tuna fish sandwiches. Yum, you get a choice. From the gas station? <laughs> yep. You get Those tuna or chicken salad or roast beef. <laughs> Those are your three. Yum. And something that is either turkey or ham or probably a combination. Turducken, that's what you get. Processed turducken. Matt Peralt next. Thanks to Jacob Media.